Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Hello and welcome to another episode of Brews and Tunes I'm Jesse Titus And I'm Stephen Johnston Brews and Tunes is a show where we talk about two of the very best things in the world. Like what? Like beer. And movies? No, not movies, silly. (laughs) (laughs) Then what? And music. Ah, Brews and Tunes. Yeah, Brews and Tunes. Every week, uh, Steve and I recommend each other an album to listen to, and then at the end of the week, we, after listening to the album a bunch, we come together, have a new beer... Uh, which we'll also talk about during the podcast or show or whatever, and and talk about the album. Yeah. So this week, uh, Steve had me listen to an album by Lagwagon, which is a punk band, uh, current, and uh, but they when were they like really popular in the nineties or was it before then? Probably like mid to late nineties. Okay. Kind of when all that skate punk like whenever stuff this album popular. came out. Oh yeah. In ninety five. And I'll be drinking a beer by, I think I'm saying the name right, Unibro. <laughs> <laughs> it's U-N-I-B-R-O-U-W-E. <laughs> it's a W. Unibro. It's, it's from Canada. It's a, a, a brewery from Canada. Um, they have the La Fin du Monde, which means the end of time. That's a great beer. Is it Unibrow when you have one eyebrow? Yeah, <laughs> but it's something about brew. I think it's I think it's brows and brew. You 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 I don't know. It's something that's French looking, so we'll yeah, move it might, on it from might there. be French Canadian. Uh, but the beer I'm drinking is called the Ephemer, I believe is also how you pronounce that. Sounds French to me. Yeah. Oui. It's, ha, a, ha, ha. It's, a, it's a white ale. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's a white ale on lease, apparently. Oh, je vais à la bibliothèque. Oui, <laughs> oui. Or as they say, uh, shortened version. What? What? Ale brewed with pear juice, coriander, orange peel, and with natural flavor added. So that sounds uh, pretty good. What do you have? I am drinking, it is a collaborative IPA between Beechwood Brewing, Heretic Brewing, and Stone Brewing, but mainly it's a stone beer called the Still Unapologetic IPA. Because uh, I believe the three of them came together and did a unapologetic IPA. At some point in time, and so they decided to redo it, and it's still unapologetic. Still. Wow. The tagline below says, who says the world needs another IPA? We still do. <laughs> uh, classic stone. Classic. But I'm going to get out my, my nice glass, and I'm going to crack this beer open and see what it's like. Nice. Oh, come on now. <laughs> the cap gave me some struggles. Um, I will not be cracking my beer open. Uh, this is one of those beers that has a cork in it, so you know it's fancy. So I'm just going to be kind of wedging the cork open. Whoa! <laughs> oh, it definitely smells like. Uh, that was. I mean, it smells like it, it described. I guess. Mine. Free. Mine smells like a super citrusy hoppy IPA. That's a good smell. It looks like a champion of a beer. Gotta try to pour this really slowly. Because it's probably gonna. Ooh. Pretty tasty. 
Well, I mean, of course it probably is, but... Yeah, this is a very good IPA. Well done, Stone. It's, uh... It's not... I mean, it's pretty hot present, but it's not as hot forward as some of the other IPAs. It kind of is nice and lingering. Whoa. But it's super balanced and delicious. It's this thick. Really? It's a double IPA, yeah. Potent. This really smells like pears. Smell that. Let me get a whiff of this pear juice that Jesse calls a beer. <laughs> Yeah, it smells like a pear juice. It smells, it smells, <laughs> it smells really like, good. It smells like a pear juice. A pear juice. Whoa. I was not expecting it to be that sweet. It's almost like literally taking tasting like a bubbly juice. <laughs> it tastes like a pear cider? Alright, I'll, I'll give yeah, it a little I mean, taste and see what I think. Like You can kind of taste like the coriander and... Orange fields like that, but it's very present pear juice. Yeah, it's super pear-y. Nope. There's a little bit of coriander, but it's also got that Belgian yeast flavor. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah. Like really, really, super, really like, light. light and, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good, though. It's I mean, very good. It's way better than any other pear juice beer I've ever had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'd be super, it'd be really nice on like a really hot day. It's like it is apparently here. delicious. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Why don't you uh, hop to the loo and try this beer? Okay. <laughs> oh it's a goodness. stone of a brew. Ooh, that smells really good. And for all you listeners, I just passed my beer so Jesse could taste it as well. I like that a lot more than this one, just because I like IPAs more. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's not like a super unique IPA, but it's done super duper well. I mean, that's that's usually what Stone does, it's like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're they definitely have some u very unique beers, mm -hmm. like the Jacovese. Is that how you pronounce it? Jacovese. Jacovese, yeah, yeah. I think they just re-released that one. Yeah, it's a uh, craft brew. It's delicious. Picture of it. It's a Mexican hot chocolate stout. Jacovese. Mmm. <laughs> Yummy. Yum. <laughs> would I get this beer again? I'm asking myself. Yes. That's what I would answer. Yes, I would because it's. It's, uh, as far as double IPAs go, it's not the thickest or, like, the most overpowering. And it's, I mean, it's definitely, like, a, a sticky IPA, but it's not that intense. And yeah, it's but just it's a, not, it's a, like... It's pretty easy to drink, and it's really delicious, and it's got a lot of flavor. Well, as far as if you're used to drinking IPAs. Yeah, if you don't but... drink IPAs at all, even, like, pale ales or anything, then it might be a bit much. But if you like IPAs, this is a nice, easy-to-drink, delicious one. <laughs> That's how much I like oh, it. Man. Mm. Nom nom nom. <laughs> would I get this one? Would I would I get this one? Is that what you just asked me again, oh. Steve? Is that what you... yeah? Would Would you get that one again? Um, probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because like blade. it's it's good, but if I want that kind of yeasty Belgian style, I'll go with Omegon. True. At least right now, anyway. I haven't Ooh. tried. Omegon is so good. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. why I'd go with that over over this. But, anyway, um, what CD or what album did you listen to? I listened to an album by The Shins called Shoots Too Narrow. For the longest time, I kept wanting to call this album Kissing the Lipless, because that's the title <laughs> of the first song, but I was wrong every single time. <laughs> and it is called Shoots Too Narrow, which is based on one of the lyrics in one of the songs. 
And I actually thought it was like a parachute too narrow. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, until I looked at the album oh, cover. Oh, shoot, yeah, like, as in, okay, I got you. Because yeah, yeah. if you have a narrow parachute, I would assume that means it's not going to work too well. Right, right, But right. they mean shoots as in shoots and ladders, like a slide. Yeah, like a, like a slide, yeah. I, I didn't realize that until I looked at the album cover. Yeah. So I, for a long time, was thinking, ooh, narrow parachute. That's going to be a crazy fall. <laughs> That's funny. But no, it's it's if you're going down a, a chute, like a chutes and ladder slide type chute. Slides too narrow. Yeah. I should, still, <laughs> yes. what does that mean? Are you going to get yeah. stuck or fall out? Chutes too narrow, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. And if you didn't see the spelling, chutes too narrow, chutes. Yeah. He has it in gun. C-H-U-T-E-S, chutes. Yeah. Chutes. Yeah. But yeah. But before we get into those albums, let us give a shout out to our sponsor, Tree Shelf. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, Tree Shelf, uh, they have been sponsoring us for, I believe this is the first week, correct? This is the first week that it, they've yeah. given us a sponsorship. Um, so it's very nice of them. Um, they're yeah. a local band out of Nashville. I believe they're an acoustic act. No, I don't believe I know they're an acoustic act. <laughs> uh, and they just write really great music. True, yeah, I mean... They say what they try to do is uh, just kind of accurately represent what they're going through in life through music, through song. If that doesn't tug at your heartstrings, then I don't know what will. You must be a stone-cold person, then. Stone-cold happy No, but yeah, they are a great band. I love them to death. Yeah, so do I. I love them. Yeah, they're keep, great. Go like them on Facebook. Uh, go see a show from them. Buy a song or a whole album or stream a song for free. They're everywhere. Check them True. out. Literally, I tree mean. Tree Shelf. Two words, Tree Shelf. Yep. And thanks again for them for being our sponsor this week. Now, back to the program. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I'll talk about this album before we get into your album. Okay. I had never listened to anything by The Shins prior to this week. Well, I mean, I think I probably like, showed you. But I probably was like, meh. Yeah. That's how I, that's what, when someone shows me new music, I'm always kind of like, meh. <laughs> I have to, it has to really sink in for me. Or it has to be shoved down my, my throat. Or yeah. down my ear, or whatever. Down your gullet. My gullet. But yeah, uh, for some odd reason, I was kind of expecting more of like the Arcade Fire type sound. Okay, yeah. More, I don't know. More indie, more, uh, um, I think I know you're talking Electronic about. indie almost, if that okay, makes any yeah, more yeah. sense. Less poppy and less rocky. Yeah. That makes sense. And so the very first song on this album, Kissing the Lipless, which is kind of a, when you think about that, the title kind of, you look at it and you're like, what the heck? Right. Whoa. That uh, kind of gave an accurate portrayal of what the rest of the album is going to be, kind of, because it, it kind of, mm-hmm. it starts off real kind of mellow. Yeah. Real soft. And then it comes in and gets really big and really fast. Yeah, that's so good. It's a, it's, it's a head bobber. Like a, if I was at a concert, I would, I would jump around a lot to this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's a ripper. Yeah, it's a ripper. <laughs> this song rips. <laughs> Is that what you wrote, wrote down? No, I actually didn't write that oh. down. Okay. <laughs> um. But that's also another surprising thing is... is also, I didn't expect this kind of voice out of him. Oh, yeah, I know. I love his voice. I do, too. It's it's really different. And again, I don't know what I was expecting. Kind of more of like a, you know, like the hipster new voice kind of is. Like, yeah. Other than Mumford and Sons Z kind of hipster voice. That that type of voice is what you're expecting? When you're there, Mr. Mia. Now, that's, <laughs> like, that's funny. 
Your heart. You're still singing. Your heart. Uh, see. Your heart. Uh, more like a Bonnie Bear? Is yeah, that... like Bonnie Bear. Let's go with that. Let's stop singing songs Except... so I don't get sued. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, funny story about that song. We were um, when I whenever I first started listening to that album, I was in high school, and um, we were there's a there's an ice cream place in uh, in Stillwater, Minnesota, right by where I live, where I used to live in Minnesota, um, called Nelson's, and it was a great ice cream place back when I still had ice cream regularly. Um, but I was Jesse this. doesn't have ice cream uh, regularly anymore because <laughs> he is it destroys my bowels. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah, and to be my frank. Stomach. I suppose you have a, a touch That's... of lactose intolerance. Yeah, but it's it seems like it's mostly milk though. Well, like cheese. I mean, cheese does it, but that just like that's not as bad as milk though. Yeah, and that's not cool, especially when today's society you have to be really tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> Such an intolerance for milk. Gosh. Anyway. Um, I was driving there with my friend Zach and uh, I believe two ladies as well. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Oh. I know, right? Oh my gosh. Ice cream date. Ice cream date, you know it. Um, but that song, <laughs> that song came on. Like I had just started the album after I picked one of them up. And and we were driving there and I kind of like had it like blasting. And then whenever, it, like, you know, like when the beginning happens and you're like, just a little bit or whatever they do. You know, in the shins? Yeah, and then and kissing the lipless. And kissing the lipless, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that came on. And I was like, yeah. And then the ladies in the back were like, can you please turn that down? <laughs> and I was like, fine. You should say, I guess I will. You turn it down, ladies. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, anyway. It, uh, I don't know, it, it's just a really good album starter, and it kind of. Mm-hmm. Gave me more of an expectation of what to, to expect. <laughs> yeah, more, of an, more of an expectation of what to expect from Mr. Redundant Man. I, I'm redundant often. <laughs> no, but I, I, as far as the shins go, I'm not very good at picking up on their messages. Yeah, same. But I, I, mean, I think it's a song about unrequited love. Yeah, it seems like... And you think about the, the lyric, kissing the lipless. Like, yeah. if there's someone that's... Lipless, and you're kissing them. Yeah, because it's you, almost not possible. Or if if you are doing mm, it, then there's no point in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what I got out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the next song is called "Mine's Not a High Horse." Mine's not a high horse. Yeah, and so I mean, obviously, if you're on a high horse, then you're kind of proud and yeah, arrogant. Arrogant, yeah, definitely. Like, Look at me, I'm on a high horse. horse. Wow, wow. Except you don't think it's a high horse. My trumpets are blowing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of thought that this had a, a very southern feel on the verses. Okay. And this was the, the first song that I heard from them that made me think of Jack White. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember you and telling me that. More like, specifically, the Rack on Tours, like the song Old Enough, kind of that sound. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, th I think I probably listened to it, but I can't. Old Enough is you look pretty in your hands and dress. Oh, yeah. But I detect unhappiness. Yeah. And so it, it kind of gave me that, like, as far as Jack White, it doesn't give me like a, a White Stripes vibe feel, or even some of the heavier Raconteurs songs. Yeah. Uh, but kind of that Southern Raconteur, old, um, old enough, which is the name of that song. It, it sounds mm -hmm. like that. Okay. Uh, but not on the chorus. 
Yeah. They change a lot in the chorus, and that synth kind of comes in. Um, I don't know. I liked the verses better than the chorus. Really? Yeah. Okay. It had a, a cool driving tom beat that I really liked. Mm. But, I don't know, this song was, uh, every time I hear it, I'm like, Jack White. That's so weird. Because it doesn't sound like they're copying his sound, it just reminded me of that. It's, it's just reminiscent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I, I like never thought that. That's See, that's the thing that I thought of immediately that's when so I heard weird. the verse. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The song was good. It, it kind of kept up the tempo because it wasn't really a slow song by any means. It wasn't yeah. as fast as Kissing the Lipless, but it you yeah. know, had more of a higher energy than some of the other songs. Yeah. Um, but the next song, So Says I, it actually, did you see any music videos for any of these songs? No, I, I haven't watched anything for them. They are weird. Well, yeah, I mean, I would assume so, but... Because this one has a music video with all these animated penguins kind of like walking around <laughs> really? and doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so weird. That's hilarious. Uh, but this also kind of reminds me of Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> I never, never ever got that from them. That's so no. weird. It does. And again, this song, it was good. It was faster. It kind of kept that tempo up. And I liked it. But it didn't really sell me until the one line, like maybe three-fourths of the way through, where it's it's kind of like that, I don't want to say a breakdown, but it's like, because if it makes them money and I just... Yeah. That song, when I hear that line, I'm like, oh, yeah. Because it's the the way that the rest of the music kind of cuts out and he's kind of just kind of... And then he just like belts that line yeah. out. And I really like that line because that kind of yeah. punches the message of the song and it's just really melodic. And that, if it wasn't for that part in the song... I don't think I'd be sold on it. Well, yeah, that's, like, usually what happens with music in general. Is like, there's that climax that, like, is, like, the reason you like listening to the rest of the song. In some cases. Yeah. And Haas? Not so much. No. Haas is nice. <laughs> but back to the shins. Now back to the good stuff. Now back to the good... <laughs> uh, the first song was called Young Pilgrims, and that was the first uh, toned back song. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> stripped back, I might even go as far as to say, because a lot of it was, at least the beginning part, was all just him and guitar, it seemed like. Uh, and this was the song where he talks about shoots too narrow. And I was like, ooh, now I get it. The shoots too narrow. And that's what caused me to look back at the album cover. Mm-hmm. Because other than that, he didn't talk about parachutes or anything. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? And then I heard that line in this song. I went back and looked at the album cover. I was like, oh. I get it now. Yeah. I don't know. It was a simple song. It was melodically, but it was, that's what made it really catchy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah. But it was good. I mean. Oh, do you have, do you have ratings for these? Last time you gave check marks. I gave check marks. This time I, have... I didn't give any ratings. Uh, but as far as like four checks go, uh, kissing the lipless would be. Wait, so wait, out of four checks? Yeah, well, four, we'll go four, five. We'll go four being the highest. Five will be the highest. I did. I did out of five for the song. All right, uh, for the for <laughs> I don't know what the word I'm looking for. What similar sake, similarity sake, <laughs> similar sake to keep everything kosher and similar, coherent, coherent, keep everything, uh, yeah, the same to keep everything on the same level. Kissing the lipless, the same page, the same page. Yes, <laughs> kissing the lipless. I would give that a four. Mine's not a, a high horse. I will give that a three and a half. So says I, I will give (laughs) 3.75. Young Pilgrims, I will give three. Okay, so we're going going on the untapped. 
Yeah. Untapped uh, ratings, yo. And again, for all of you out there listening, Untapped is one of the greatest apps on uh, that you can get on any any phone because you can get it on anywhere yeah. that apps are sold. If you love beer, yes, this is essentially social media for beer. So like, yeah. just think Facebook for beer, basically. We'll say Facebook for beer snobs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You don't go in and check in a Miller Light every time or a, a Bud Light every time yeah. or a Budweiser every yeah. time. You just find the beer that you like or that you're having currently. You check it in and you give a description about it. You can take a picture of it. You can say where you're having it. Yeah. Uh, and then all your friends can see it. And, and, you, get, and you give it a rating. Oh, yeah. You give it a rating, too. Um, based on a quarter point scale yeah. from zero to five. Yeah. And it keeps track of all your beers. So sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'm like, have I had this beer before? And then I'll look on Untapped yeah. and I'll be able to see your yes or no. Or I can see, like, what I thought of it. Yeah. Uh, very rarely will I ever check in a beer twice, unless it's something that I really like to, or if it's... <laughs> some some ones are really small batches, and they change from year to year, so right, then... Right, right, so I'll there's, be... like, a 2016 version or 2015 yeah. version, yeah. But they're not our sponsor, but I wish that they were, because yeah, we will talk good. them up always. Yeah, definitely. Now, back to the shins and kissing the lipless. Uh, the fifth song is called St. Simon, <laughs> and this song is a... 10 out of 5. <laughs> just kidding, it's a 5 out of 5. You just called the album Kissing the Lipless again. Oh, whatever. From the album <laughs> Shoots Too Narrow. Too narrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the song St. Simon is the best on the album, in my opinion, uh, because it's so gosh darn catchy. Uh, I don't really know how to describe like the sound of like the verses and chorus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like in a, it's in a minor key, and it's got that... What kind of vibe would you say it has I'm, like during those verses and chorus? How is it? I'm trying to remember how it goes again. I haven't listened to this album in a while. I should, I should After all, to... oh yeah. I don't want to say like a minor circusy feel. Um, um, kind of more of like a a jazzy like. Yeah, it's, it does got a jazzy feel like, to it. I don't want to say like big band, but it's kind of like that same like driving. Force with like a big band, but like really jazzy, and um, the guitar part is really like doom, 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 boom, doom. Yeah. So it like it's really like punchy, and like there's not much going on in the guitar part, but it's really but it's, it's a something melody. that I could play. With so the, if that says anything, then. <laughs> but with the melody on top of it, it's like it's super catchy. Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, speaking of the song. There's two parts in the song where they go la da dum. Oh yeah, yeah. you yeah, tell me la da dum dum, and it goes into this uh, interlude. What you call it, an interlude? Yeah, I'd say so. Like a kind where of a, they're doing all like, these like la da It's a bridge. Yeah, bridge. But uh, it's uh, just a, these violin bridge. parts come in that are intertwining, and it's just it's a magical ex- moment on the record. And it yeah, when I listen to it, it kind of gives me like that. Like if you close your eyes and listen to it, it gives you that feeling of floating almost, and it's just yeah. solid gold. It's like it's like the one point in an album where you like always get goosebumps. Yes, that's you know the one that gives me the chills. Yeah. Mm. Or razy uppies, as some people call them. <laughs> razy uppies. Yeah. Did you just make that up? <laughs> no. You've heard people say razy uppie. Yeah. <laughs> I've only ever heard goosebumps. I've heard goose pimples. But never raisy uppies. Goose pimples. Yes. I don't say goose pimples because that's weird. Because then <laughs> I imagine a pimple on a goose and someone's popping it. <laughs> you got all these white heads going pop, 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 pop on a goose. That's gross. No, 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 no. Raisy uppies. I just made that up. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Did you see me shake my head? Yeah, but I was like, 
he's shaking his head because it's really funny, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. But St. Simon also thematically <clears throat> was talking about how there's no point in making sense out of intellect and out of uh, higher powers and religion, which yeah, I, I don't always like a... agree with, at least in that respect, the religion factor. But uh, he's talking about people making sense out of things blindly, I think, mm-hmm. which I can understand that. Or just following something because it's, I don't know, a lot of people do it or it's, it's sounds smarter or whatever than you can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. But I, I mean, the song is absolutely catchy. Oh, it's the Especially catchiest. in that, the la da da da, that part. Oh, so great. Right. it comes in with the mercy's eyes and blue. I don't ever cry, but if I was a person that would cry, that moment would bring me to tears. You never cry? I don't know. I'm too manly for crying. Oh, I cry all the time. Because you stub your toe? No. Like you stub your toe and you get a little teary-eyed? No. Because I have to go to work and then I'm like... <laughs> I just want to be retired. The only thing that cries is when I'm sweating. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Speaking of that, my pits are, my pits are crying Yeah, right I cry out the armpit a lot. All right. <laughs> anyway. back, to the, back to this album, which is not called Kissing the Lipless. It's called <laughs> Shoots Too Narrow. <laughs> Uh, the next song is called Fighting in a Sack. Nice. And that one was a really fast, like, 60s pop rock feel. Mm-hmm. Just last da 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 Do you like the beginning part? Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's really fast. Like, like do whoppy 60s, like, pop rock. Yeah. And it sounds really happy, but uh, thematically it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which... Uh, one of my favorite bands is Less Than Jake. They're a ska punk band. And they've always got these super happy, like, you know, it's, it's hard to listen to ska music that's not happy because it's always got that super happy feel to it. But all yeah. their lyrics are, like, self-loathing and, like, really depressing and dark. Like and that's kind of how this one is. It's a super happy they sounding have, they song. They have that one song, uh, what is it? Sounds of Sell Yourself Short. Yourself short. Yeah. yeah, it sounds super happy. Not at all. Songs are really and that's how this song, Fighting in a Sack, is because it's not a happy song. It's kind of about like abandoning your life's trajectory because it's not working and it's not worth it. Yeah. And it's really bleak and not happy. But it sounds so good. It sounds super happy. <laughs> yeah. And then you start listening to the words, you're like, wait oh. a second. Wait a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. That's not happy. This song, yeah. I will give it a 3.75 out of 5. Wow, okay. Pink Bullets, number 7. This also had a music video. Uh, was I, don't, a, I haven't watched any of these. It was like a stop-motion video. Really? Of an animated cow. <laughs> what? Yeah. A wow. sad, it was like a sad cow. These music videos sound insane. It was weird, and it was this really sad-looking cow, like, and he was with another cow. Or her, I'm not really sure. It was, I guess. Was there an udder? I want to say it was a, like a, a milk cow, so it was probably two ladies, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but this song was super somber and another stripped-down song. And I think the song is about losing somebody. I can't really recall. I don't know. Well, hey. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Um, but it's, it's a somber-sounding song, and the theme is definitely a sad one. So yeah. unlike the last song, this one... Actually, matches up, yeah. The, the feeling music matches re- up the words, with the yeah. words, yeah. Yeah. 
like there's there's one line where he's talking about two kites flying it like in different directions. Mm -hmm. And so I mean the kite obviously represents him and the other kite represents someone. A friend or uh I don't know, a significant other or, or an idea or something. And they go in different directions. Yeah. And so it's yeah pretty obvious what he's talking about there. The next song, Turn to a Square. Oh, I forgot to rate pink bullets. I'll give it a two seven five. <laughs> Fine. It's, it's, it's not one that I come back to and re-listen. Uh, Turn a square. I would give three and a half to three seven. Oh, well, let's go three seven five. <laughs> uh, this has this driving guitar line that's doubled by the bass. Do 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 And it it goes throughout the entire song where the guitar and the bass are playing the same exact thing, and it kind of creates this really cool like bouncy driving effect. Yeah. Uh, in as far as that effect goes, it reminded me of Green Day Warning. Do you know that song? I think so, yeah. Do, 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 And they sing over top of that line. It's just constant throughout the song with that kind of driving line, and then they sing over it. And that's how Turn a Square was. And he talks about a beautiful girl that he can't forget. And that's about all that song's about. Yeah. I don't really have much to say about it other than that. I mean, this is a song that I would come back and listen to because it's really catchy, so I'll give it... You know what? I'll just go with four. Oh, we'll up it from wow. three seven five to four. That's a good song. Wow. It's definitely not as good as Saint Simon because that's the best song on the album. Yeah, but it's good. <laughs> the next song is uh, "Gone for Good," and that was kind of a, a slightly softer song, but not as much. And it had a lap steel guitar on it. Mm -hmm. If you remember that one, like the slide guitar going. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. it reminded me of like old timey Nashville country. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you listen to any of the country songs that have a steel guitar going. Yeah, I really dig to do. <laughs> Not like that, just kidding. But uh, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking that I was sitting at the um, some, the, old, some... the Opry. Oh, at the Opry, really? Okay. Yeah, the Grand Old Opry. That's what I thought. I was sitting there listening to slide guitar on stage. I still haven't been there. Uh, but the, yeah, it's uh, is it cool or is it? It's cool to experience out? once. But once you experience once experienced it once, you've experienced it every single time that it's ever really? happened. Yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on what act is there, I guess. I'd say at least half to three quarters of the acts are members that have been playing there for thirty years at least. Oh, really? Okay. And so there are people that have been doing it over and over again. Oh. But then there are there are newer acts that oh, is like, it who plays there. Everyone. Is That's it like country a, a comedy? Just oh, it's like. Yeah, like country. people get like two songs a piece, and there's they split the show up into four segments. Really? Yeah, and there's an intermission in between the first half and the second half. So there's like one segment where they'll have maybe three artists play, and there's always a host. Oh, oh. And then oh, they'll have a commercial segment, and then they'll have like three other artists play, and then there's an intermission, and then they'll come back and do the second half. I mean, half. is it like big names? Yeah, they're all pretty much big names. Oh. Uh, there'll be some up and coming people also. And usually they'll have one or two headliners that play the last couple slots. Like I've seen Carrie Underwood play. Oh. Um, Old Crow Medicine Show. Oh, really? They'll play there. Yeah. Weird. Like, they get big names. People who stole Bob Dunn's song. Who's that? Vince Gill, I've seen him play there. Vince Gill, okay, yeah, I know, yeah. I know yeah. that name. Yeah, so they, they got big people there. But the song Gone for Good sounded like I could have heard it there, at least during really? the verses, because that's when it's okay. all old-timey and country -y. Country. Yeah, until the chorus, then it kind of. That's when I started really liking it because they switched it up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. and I've got some nice harmonies going on in there, and again, it's about uh, an ending relationship. 
whether that's like a romantic one or not. Do you have any of the lyrics from that song in there? I can't, I'm just trying to remember. I'm yeah, to here's the, the one lyric that I really liked was, I found a fatal flaw in the logic of love oh, yeah. in one out of my mind. Yeah. I found a fatal flaw in the logic of love It went out of my mind Yeah, yeah, yeah You must be something to tell me what that yeah. But I really like that line um, <clears throat> And if you have any doubt about it not being about the ending of a relationship The title's called Gone for Good <laughs> So, <I> mean, <laughs> it's, it, uh, I mean, that's kind of obvious Yeah I'll yeah. give that song a 375 Wow It was pretty good uh, and the last song is called Those to Come. This is a short album. It's only 10 songs. Mm -hmm. and it's probably, I don't know, close to a half an hour long. Mm -hmm. um, and this song was all like on a finger-picked guitar, super stripped down, basically just a vocal and a guitar. Yeah. And this song reminds me about how inept I am at guitar playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't do anything fancy on the guitar. It's just this one simple guitar melody line that, uh, that goes through the entire song. It's like... Do, 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 Yeah. And it's so simple, but it's super consistent and, and everything. And when I try and play stuff like that, it's, it's not consistent and it's trappy. Right, right. And that reminds me that I should just practice guitar. Because <laughs> I need to be good like that. I know, same. Uh, but, you know, whatevs. So what do you think overall of the album? Or of, uh, as your, uh, your first impression of The Shins? Because this is a... This is a pretty decent uh, first impression. Yeah. Because um, I, I mean, I've listened to their stuff from earlier and their newest album, which is amazing. Um, my first impression was, wow, this is actually pretty good. Because yeah. I, I had this predisposition where I figured they were going to be an indie band that I didn't like. Right. Which I think of most indie bands until I listen to them. I feel like, do you, have you ever heard of the band uh, Band of Horses? Heard of them, but I... It's the same thing where I'd be like, meh. And, uh, well, you probably actually might not like them. Oh. Because I, I could see you being like, meh. They're just an indie band. Okay. Well, anyway. I'll check them out one day. But I don't know. <laughs> like I said, the first song that I heard was Kissing the Lipless. And that automatically made it so that I wouldn't think that it's the generic indie band. Because that song right. set the tone for the album. Yeah. But I don't know. There was a handful of songs that I didn't really care for as much. And the last song was one of them because it had that long driving tone and it was a good song don't get me wrong but I, yeah. I lost focus by the end yeah but that's a problem there are more songs that I liked than I disliked on this album yeah I'd say there's I don't know six or seven songs that I would come back to and listen to on a regular basis so this album mm -hmm. all in all I'll give this album four out of five wow there you go and if it wasn't for the song St. Simon it would probably be three out of five <laughs> <laughs> Not even three and a half out of five? No, it would drop straight to three. Wow. St. Simon is such a good song. I, I really is. like that song. I'll come it's back a, and listen to that song, song yeah. until I die. Until, until the day I die, I will listen to that song. Yeah. Um, all so right. Well, enough about this indie enough, crap. Enough about indie. Time to talk about punk, uh, which is the music that Steve uh, normally recommends to me. Either uh, pop punk or, in this case... Like an era where skate punk was popular. Because yeah. um, we all know that universally, punk rock music is the most popular out of all types of music. So <laughs> we have no qualms about that. I mean, I wouldn't disagree with you. So there, two out of two. That's a pretty good track record. As far as this podcast goes, <laughs> yeah. uh, punk music is one of the best genres. It is the best genre. I would say one of the best genres. It is the best genre. Now, what did you think about the album? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so the album Lag Wagon 
um, I mean, the, the band Lagwagon, the album is called Haas. H-O-S-S. And do you know um, anything about Haas? You just told me a little bit about him. He's a, he was a TV show character, right? I can't remember the t- name of the show. Ooh, Gunsmoke? May, it might have been Gunsmoke. I mean, all I know is the album cover is literally you know a what? guy. I'm going to look it up on my phone hat on. because we have Google everywhere. And so I'm True. just going to look it up and see who Haas is. Haas. Yeah. Um, okay, well, he's doing that. Um, I'll say a few things uh, before I talk about the individual tracks on the song. Uh, on the album. Haas Cartwright. In the television western Bonanza. Oh, Bonanza, okay. Is that the show that goes... I have no idea. I don't know I've never either. watched Bonanza. Bonanza schmishmanza. I'm sure Josh would know, though. Probably. I think he watched all those shows. Bonanza and all the other old westerns. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Western? Yeah. Josh Watch Western. the westerns. Inside <laughs> <laughs> joke. Except his name is... So U R N instead of E R N. Yeah, but anyway. Whatever. Anyway, um, so just a quick, a few quick things about the uh, the band Lagwagon, uh, before I start talking about the individual tracks on this album. Um, whenever I first listened to Lagwagon, because I listened to him back in college, like you had showed me a few other things. I remember. And uh, the lead singer's name is Joey Cape, and I would imagine. That a lot of people probably don't like his voice. He has a unique voice. Yeah, yeah, he has a very unique voice. It's not like really whiny, but it's kind of just different, I guess. Like not. There's it, no way to. I can't really describe I mean, his voice until it's kinda, you hear it. It's kind of it. like if if uh, like like uh, Tim Armstrong. It's like he has a unique tone, or like Bob Dylan has a different tone to his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just different. And that's just the way it is. So anyway. Uh, Joey Cape has a different sounding voice, but I like it a lot. Same as I like Tim Armstrong's voice and Bob Dylan's voice. Um, it's just, it's good. Like, it, it fits well, I think. Speaking of Joey Cape, do you know what his real name is? No, I thought it was Joey Cape. No. Is it not Joey, or is it not Cape? Well, his last name is Cape, but his first name is Randall. Really? Rand- <laughs> oh, yeah, because Randall one of the songs, Joseph, right? Yeah, he says, my name is Randall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Randall I remember Joseph that. Cape. Oh, Randall Joseph. Okay, well, that is- Joey's still part of his name. I know, but Randall. <laughs> Randall's a funny name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes me think of Monsters, Inc. Um, Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, remember Randall, the bad guy? Uh, no. Monsters, Inc. is... Uh... He's the guy who can like. He's kind oh, of. Oh, he has like, a, he has he's like purple, the dreads. And he can blend it like, in. It looks like he has dreads. He can blend yeah. in with uh, yeah, whatever's yeah. surrounding. Yeah, he's like, like a, sal- he's like a salamander him. or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember him, yeah. yeah. Wait. <laughs> okay. So you just thought of Monsters Inc. because of the name Randall. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah. Uh, so Joey Cape, Randall Cape. Um, most people probably wouldn't like his voice. I think it's great. I think a lot of people would like his voice. Just because I think his voice is great. I think you're probably wrong. But See, whereas I think most people wouldn't like Tim Armstrong's voice, I think I'll, I think Joey Cape's voice is much more palatable. Well, yeah, I mean... You'll have to listen for yourselves and see if you like his voice. True. Um, I, think, speaking, I think you'll all like his voice. Speaking of that, we will be posting uh, clips 
for the YouTube videos, right? For the yeah, we'll, we'll put them right underneath this. Yeah, we'll put them right underneath this. Um, go down, scroll down, swipe down if you're on your phone, and click on that and listen to them. Um, and then join a conversation, leave a comment or something like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so this song, this album, um, I'll just say this straight out of the box or straight out of the box, like oh yeah, horses, okay. Straight out of the gate. That's what it there is. There you go. Um, I love I love the album. Um, it is essentially like everything I love about punk music in one album. Essentially. I mean, like, I only gave... I think I only gave one song lower than four. Out of oh, wow. Because... There's a couple of songs on there that aren't nearly as good as others, but yeah. all in all, it's, it's a really consistent, solid album. Yeah, and that's also one of the things I wanted to talk about is because, like, usually when I think of punk, like, I think of a song, like, uh, like Violins on this album, or, mm-hmm. um, like, a, a Nice for Name song, or something like that, um, like, International U Day, or, oh, yeah. or whatever, um, but, like, this album, literally, like, every song is, like, consistent, like, in terms of, so, yeah, I just want to get this out of the way right now, it's, like, every song is really consistent, like, the form is usually the same. Uh, the types of, like, bridges are usually the same. The melodies aren't always the same, but have the same type of form. Um, and Which is good, which is all, re- like, really good. Um, but anyway, so without further ado... Uh, Hoss track by Lagwagon. Hoss by Lagwagon, yep. Uh, Bonanza, Hoss by Lagwagon. Uh, okay, so track one is Kids Don't Like to Share. Um, I thought it was a good way to start off the album. And I don't really know how much the titles, like, have to do with what the song means. I mean, I know, like, some of them definitely do. Um, but some of them might just be, like, it was the, uh, one lyric in the, yeah. in the song, and so that's how they yeah. ended. Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm not sure how they get all their titles for that, but I think a lot of it has to do with lyrics. Yeah. Know, picking out lyrics or something that's significant. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, this song starts off with bass chords, which I always I, I like. I love bass chords. I know, they're so good. Blink-182 has great bass and, chords. And um, I had, I the first time I listened to the song, uh, the bass chords came in and I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And usually what I do whenever I listen to like a new, uh, new punk album is I think about like being at a live show, like listening to this, you know? And, like, anticipating what's coming next and, like, getting ready for what's coming next. And so, whenever the bass chords kind of, like, died down, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's about to happen. And then they came in, like, full band, like, super fast. Like, the drum beat, super fast. Everything super loud. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I just yeah. kind of, like, had to do, like, a couple fist pumps when I was started. <laughs> when you listen to it by yourself? Yeah, I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. You know what that moment reminds me of? What? When I listened to the new Blake Way 2 album for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard the song uh, Cynical. I was literally... Cynical I, I was working from home that day, and someone sent me a... Because that one got leaked like a week early. Yeah. And someone sent me a link. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I clicked on it, and I, I hear these bass chords. I was like, oh, right, this is great. And then when the drums kicked in, I was like, oh, yes, yes. And then... Uh, Mark Hoppus started singing the verse like this is great and then when Skiba comes in with that chorus what's the point I was yeah. like I was literally there was tears walling up I was in my room 
jumping. I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> so you do cry. Uh, it was a, a, a figurative tears. Oh, really? Like a figurative yeah. tears? Well, I, maybe I was crying in sweat because I was jumping around so much. <laughs> no, but uh, I know that's that moment when you like Perhaps. hear something you're just like, yes! Oh! Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, that's how I felt. And that's in general how I felt through the whole album. Oh, nice. Um, so this song, though, was a, a song where the title, I was like, why did they title it Kids Don't Like to Share? Because, like, the first line is, Now you're searching for that new messiah. New messiah. Yeah, and then he comes in with the, with everything. And that's, and that's also, uh, that's also what it, the song ends with, too. It is, Now you're searching for that new messiah. Um, it's the latest fashion. So, like, I guess talking about, like, trends, talking about, like, religion in, in some <clears throat> aspect. And, oh, yeah. And talking about how essentially like it all changes, like it's cyclical, like it just continuously changes and there's no end to it. Makes so, sense. I was like, I don't really, anyway, I didn't really understand the, uh, didn't really understand the, uh, the title too much, but great song though. It is a great song. Great start to the album. I gave that one a four or five. Wow. Which you'll see, I gave most of the songs a four or five. <laughs> but anyway... Um, and if you do the math, that's only 80, so maybe I should give them a 4.25 out of 5 or something like that. Anyway, track two, Violins. Violins. Violins! Yeah, so... You'd good. heard this song before, right? Yeah, yeah. Had you, had you heard the full band version before? Yes. Because does someone cover this on, uh... Oh, never mind. No, he does it in acoustic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on one of his al- uh, acoustic albums. Okay. And it's like a reggae song. Oh, really? No, I don't even think I've heard that version. Oh, the acoustic version gives me the goosebumps. Really? Or the Raisy Uppies. Raisy Uppies? <laughs> um, no, this song... You raise me up. <laughs> no. Like those Raisy Uppies. You raise me up. <laughs> no more Josh Groban, please. My arm hairs. No, uh... Um... The song, the song's great. I mean, it's essentially, I mean, a breakup song, and about moving on. Like one of the, one one of the, my favorite lines. I think it's near the beginning. He says, "I wake up with your replacement, bottle a bottle in my hand." <laughs> so he's just like down. He's just like so, like in the dumps. Like he's just like, I'm just gonna drink. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I could see that. You know, like it's. Very personable oh, yeah. or whatever. I like in the, the bridge when he's like, "You bring out the worst of me." Yeah, and I bring out the worst in you. Anxiety. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was awesome song. But yeah, um, violins. I don't know if that's like an ironic title, because a lot of people say like, "Oh, play me like the smallest violin violin in the world" or whatever. Yeah. Your problems could be. But anyway, I gave that song a five out of five. Because it's phenomenal. I would agree with that one. And that is one of the three songs that if I had to recommend songs from this album, which is very hard to choose, I would oh. I would recommend that song. I forgot to do that for mine. Should I yeah, do that do right you, now? Do you know which ones you would? Oh, I, I definitely know. Well, right I mean, now. obviously, St. Simon is one you would recommend. Don't uh, recommend it for me. Let me do that myself. Well, you you like, like give it, give it a 10 out of 5. Well, so I would assume. anything is possible. <laughs> Here's the songs I would recommend in this order. The third best song 
is Turn a Square. Okay. The second best song is Kissing the Lipless. Yeah. And the what, first... What's the, what's the first best song? The first Steve? best song is Pink Bullets. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's St. Simon. <laughs> so those are the three songs I would recommend. St. Simon, Turn a Square, Kissing the Lipless. Check them out. Check them out. <laughs> Check them out. <laughs> now yeah. back to... Now back Black to Black and Hoss. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is... That's probably the number one song I'd recommend. Because it's just, it's so good. And that's, uh, I've never seen Lagwagon live, unfortunately. But I've you listened saw, to a lot of John Cape live. I've seen though. him live, yes. I mean, Russell. I mean, wait. Russell. Randall. Randall Cape. <laughs> but uh, that, that is a staple at all of their live shows. Yeah. And all of his acoustic shows, too. But yeah, that's, that's one that they'll play a lot. Yeah. It's a great song. Superb song. Great song. Um, the next song is called Name Dropping. Um, like I said before, uh, most of these songs are going to like literally have the same type of points as all the other songs. Oh, yeah, that's... I mean, great chorus, super catchy. Um, like I said before, similar, very similar structure. Um, but the other thing is that it has like a super nice outro in this song, uh, with a guitar, um, and drums. Um, I mean, it seems like mostly in this album, like, they do a really good job of writing like really short, catchy lines to play on the guitar. Well, this was, uh, I'd say this is back in the day when they were more riffy, if that makes more sense. Right. Because so they, 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 they kind of started out as like a metal rock. skate punk band where they had all these riffs playing on guitars and that was kind of like their, you know, they wrote songs around guitar riffs. That was their ni- niche? Niche? Niche. Yeah, kind of like that. And they kind of moved away from that into playing more chord uh, type songs oh, with I, I melodies see. over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they had, I don't know, it was, it was a very riffy album, is the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> Um, Yeah, definitely. I mean, also a good song. I gave that one four out of five. Nice, yeah. Not one of the ones I would recommend, but four out of five nonetheless. It was very difficult choosing just three songs to recommend. Anyway. This is the well, I'll move on to this this point later. Continue. Okay. Sorry. Okay. The next song is Bombs Away. Let's go into. Yeah. Um, the first thing I noticed, of course, was the beginning. Whenever there were awesome harmonies. <laughs> Cause like it just starts off with just harmonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Um The Bridge. The bridge was a little bit different on this song. I think this is another one they play a lot live. Do they? Don't quote me. I will not. No, you can quote me if you want. I said, I think, so I'm allowed to be wrong. Direct quote, Stephen Johnston. Bruce and Tunes, episode four. Three. 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 Four. Three. Uh, one of those two. Three. This is episode three, I think. This is episode three. Now let's move on. All right. <laughs> I was just trying to think in my head. We'll anyway, think later. Anyway, um, by this point in the album, uh, like as I was just like listening to it straight through, I realized like how many um, just kind of, like lyrics they write. Oh yeah. Like in most, and then like after I listened to the whole album, like I realized how many lyrics like they actually write. You know, and I'm always fairly impressed. Like, whenever I see a band, like, have, 
like pages, 20, pages like of... 20 words in one verse or something like that and each verse and they're all different and like whenever whenever I think about actually like trying to write a song like it's always sometimes kind of difficult to like write that many words yeah and have them flow really well like they do I mean like they're uh, their lyrics like, flow very well. Yeah, Joey Cape is very good at making a uh, a flowing, like well, both lyrics and like melody too. He's very poetic in the way that he writes yeah. his, his lyrics, poetic yeah. and melodic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like at this point, I was like, wow, like this is like a lot of lyrics. Like this, this is good. This is great. Um. But yeah, anyway, on that song, "Bombs Away," track four. Uh, there was a super nice bridge. It, like, goes from full-time to, like, half-time, and the drums are, like, you know, just, like, mm -hmm. super half-time, and then halfway through the bridge, they go back to full-time, and and it's that's another one of those moments in a punk album where you're just, like, oh, yeah. I always like that, too. Just, yeah. like, that would be so awesome on a live show. It would mm -hmm. be so good. Um, but anyway, I gave that song a four out of five. Um, the next song... <coughs> Is called Move the Car. Oh, yeah. Great bass line in the intro. Again, this this one's not my favorite song on the album. Really? Yeah. I like it, but it's I not still like it, yeah. Um, yeah, and they also, uh, this is the one that kind of has like a strain, like a more, not just like four or four time signature. Yeah, he does. Or at least not like a regular feel to it. Yeah. He did this um, one acoustic also, and I actually, I think I like the acoustic version better. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't like it as much. Could be, yeah. Could be. Um, Either way. But anyway, yeah, it was a it was a change in time signature and it was a change in uh, in melody too, which I felt like was kind of needed because I mean, listening to this album, it can get very not. I'm not meaning this word in a bad way, but uh, same, same or like monotonous, not monotonous or but uh, no, it's like not, very similar. Not, not enough variety. Yeah, yeah. I remember so, the first time I listened to this album, it was a long while ago, I bought the CD at a thrift store, actually, I saw it, and um, I listened to it the whole way through, I was like, a lot of these songs sound the same. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, they do. Yeah, so I was kind of like, there's like three that are really stand out, and the rest is awesome, but kind of boring. Yeah, and then yeah. I, the more I listened to it, the more I could kind of decipher between the tracks. Yeah, but the only reason that they were boring is because they sounded the same to you. Yeah, until you until you kind of like delve in a little bit farther. Yeah, and you, until you like there. listen to it like a few times through and like pick out the kind of like subtle differences. Isn't that true of a lot of music, though? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's definitely true. I mean, like take what uh, like a couple weeks ago, whenever I listened to uh, the "I Am the Avalanche" um, album, "Avalanche United." Like at first, I like didn't super like it. Didn't, didn't really like it at all. Um, but then as I kept listening, like, I, you know, heard a lot of new things, and mm -hmm. I really like that album now. Which serves as a public service announcement to all of you listening. If you don't like something immediately through, give it a couple more tries. Yeah, true. I At mean, least like as that, far as music goes. Yeah, that definitely is true. I mean... There's some things you probably shouldn't try twice. What's that one? Oh, so, uh, I work for Coca-Cola as a merchandiser right now. And there's one uh, Kroger that I go to. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Kroger is, it's a grocery store. Because I didn't until I moved to Nashville. Kroger. <laughs> um, but in that Kroger, like during the morning, I go there before the store opens. And they always have this like lame radio station playing with like a bunch of like 90s hard rock on. And 
that what we were just talking about made me think of the the song you can't judge a book by its cover <laughs> anyway oh god I hear that song like every single time yeah. I go up there like uh, it like hurts me a little bit on the inside uh, yeah that sounds painful <laughs> oh no wait what is it you can't judge a book by looking at its cover I've never heard that like song that. in my really? life ever uh, you probably recognize it because I'm kind of butchering it but maybe you might recognize it who knows anyway uh, move the car four to five Fair enough. Next song. Getting into the good part now. The good part. The part that will that people like will remember that people say, "Oh, hey, what is really good off of Haas. the album Haas?" And they're like, "Track six and track seven. That's what they say. Or at least that's what I would say. I think these next two are definitely live staples as well. Yeah, I believe that's what you told me too. You were like, "Oh, sleep. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sleep. That's." The track name. The, the song sleep. number six is Sleep. Yeah. And it starts off with that bass line. Do, 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 do. Hi, it's me. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all. Uh, do, do, really, do, 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 That's do. also the, the different. That song is different from the rest because it's not yeah. that standard sound. It's not that. Yeah, yeah. This it's one like the melody changes. Like, like, just everything changes. Like, the guitar, too, is like more like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the melody goes like da 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 mm-hmm. da 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 Oh man. Just, as far as like the skate punk sound goes, this is a more unique sounding song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is the this is the song, um I actually wrote this down, like everything I like about Lagwagon in one song, essentially. That's nice. Right. Like Makes I mean like to me. if someone was like, ah, I've heard of Lagwagon, like what have they done? You would say sleep. Like, it's like the quintessential lag wagon. At least from what I've heard, anyway. What I would say. I don't know if you disagree with me, but... I think there might be some better songs to point to, but... Well... But this this is definitely up there. Off this album? Off this album, that's This is there, the yeah. number one song I would recommend. Oh, wow. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a great song, though. Um, Yeah, just the melody. <laughs> Super catchy. And I also wrote down, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He didn't write down, oh yeah, he wrote down, oh yeah. There, it's italicized oh, yeah. and everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or maybe I wrote down, hora. <laughs> hora. <laughs> Come on, what the of that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's what he wrote um, down. <laughs> what about the next song? But, honest, but honestly, I mean, like that's all you have to know, is that that song's just good. That song is, that's it. This, that song's great. And the next song is too. Mm-hmm. Sick. Sick. Yep. Um, I literally wrote same feeling as sleep. And as far as that song goes, I think I like the end of it the best. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Silence lies empty. Silence, silence, silence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it just has a really cool kind of vibe to it at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's got a different feel from the rest of the album too. That song. Yeah, and it's a... Instead of your standard skate punk f- super fast. Right, right, right. right. It's, it's got a real different feel to it. And it's kind of... It's also a kind of a change in uh, the content of the song, too. It was like before, you might say, it was like uh, kind of like superficial mm-hmm. stuff or like outside of your mind, like as in like physical stuff. This is more of a... This uh, is more like an internal... Inward examining yeah, like in, song. Yeah, 
Yeah, because like one introspective of the, is the one word. of the one of the lines that I wrote down. Um, I said it kind of like seems like he's talking about like his mental state, mm-hmm. at like in general. He says, uh, "If I say it again, can I kill it?" Um, and then he just like says, "I'm I'm sick of being sick," essentially. Uh, and then I think he's so, talking about like the depression a lot in that song. Yeah, he's talking about like depression, and then he also gets into like the the prescription drugs too. Oh yeah, he says uh, he says like they're saviors until you're dependent. Mm-hmm. And so he's like talking. It's like a little bit kind of like more deeper, uh, deeper as in like emotionally um, subject matter. Yeah, and as opposed to like the song violin's talking about just like a breakup yeah but i mean that can also be emotionally draining but um um but then the, great song though the the one song the not one song the one line that i really liked um is at the end whenever he starts talking about silence lies empty silence lies um but he says i'm ashamed to mention my anguish anguish but silence lies empty silence lies and so it's just like I'm like super like I'm in anguish right now, but I can't just not say anything about it because mm-hmm. that's harmful like mm-hmm. to me, to my mental state, to who I am. Not what you expect out of like you a know? punk rock song, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's super good. Um, I would also recommend that song. That's I think great I song. actually decided to recommend four songs for this. For yeah, this that's album. okay. You can um, recommend as many songs as you so desire. <laughs> that is okay. Thanks, man. This is our podcast. We make the rules. <laughs> um. We make the rules on this podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I gave I gave that song and sleep a five out of five. Good choice. Um Track eight. Big change. Rifle. Big change from that uh, from the last song. Yeah, the song the title is Rifle. What's the first thing you notice on the song? The drums. The drums. Yeah, definitely. And which brings me to that point I was gonna say earlier and I said oh, I'll save that for later. This is the last album from Lagwagon that had their drummer Derek on it. And uh, <clears throat> I'd say that this is his standout track. Maybe on any Lagwagon song that he's ever recorded. Because the drums are phenomenal on this song. It, it's like a super awesome, unique drum beat. Uh, that, I don't know, I, I like to play drums around. I'm not very good, but I can't do this beat even if I wanted to. It's just an awesome beat. But he... Uh, Uh, He quit. I can't remember why he quit. And then he played with Joey Cape and some other bands for a while. And then I think 2005, he ended up killing himself. It's pretty tragic. And No Effects has a song called, I think it's called Doornails. And he's kind of paying tribute to all the the people in punk rock who've either killed themselves or died too young. Wow. And I think the whole first verse is about Derek from Lagwagon. Because he even says, like, thank you for um, Rifle. Oh really? Yeah, he's talking wow. about all these like awesome things that that Derek's done in his life. But that's this was his last big album, I'd say, that he was ever on. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. Huh. But oh, that drum beat on Rifle is so good. Yeah, it's really good. The I drum mean, beat and the the bridge where he's like Rifle, Rifle. Well, yeah, rifle, it's, it's mirroring the guitar part. Yeah. Yeah. And then even after that that guitar part at the beginning, they come in with a, a riff right afterwards. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's another one of those songs where it's kind of weird how like simple, like punk can please someone. Like it just like I hear that song and I'm like, yes, doesn't take much. And that's it. It's like yeah, yeah. Because it's probably why your attention span is so short for music. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it but, is. <laughs> yeah, I mean That's a great song. Um yeah, it's I mean just a super good song. Like it's and like I said earlier, like it's li- it's literally what I'm gonna be saying for most of these songs. <laughs> Cause it's just a great album. Um I give that one a five out of five. And uh track nine is uh, a song called Weak. And I mean, okay. So as as I was taking notes, this Wait, is even a week. I I can't even remember how the song goes. I've listened to the song same, so many times. Same right now, but I'll just tell you what I wrote down at the time. Okay, fair enough. I gave it a four to five. First of all, um, and I said same story as the other songs. Great. Feels like the whole album is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. like at this point, I'm on track <laughs> nine. Track nine out of uh, fourteen, and so I'm just like, wow. I'm just like. This is just so good. It's a good song. It's not a standout song, but it's still good. No, but still, like at that point, I'm just like, like wow, this is great. Black Eye. Black Eye is the next uh, track 10. That's a good yeah. one, too. I think that's better than Weak, because I can at least remember Black Eye. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one standing out to me, too. I didn't really write much, but I remember it standing out to me, well, though. Move on to some of the songs that you wrote more for. Um, Let's see. Track... Al- oh, I gave uh, Black Eye 5 out of 5, so you, I feel like I should have sort of sh- stood out to me, but it's... Yeah. If, if it doesn't, then. Um, so track 11 is Bro Dependent. <laughs> That's a funny line. <laughs> um, this is a very uh, slight change in time signature slash uh, the, just the general feel of the song. Uh, Ooh, excuse me. Which I, I thought was a, a very good change. Kind of like a needed change. Like It seemed like mm-hmm. there was that first change in... Uh, um, which one was that? Uh, track five, so like maybe a third of the way through the album, right? And then a nice change. I mean, even Rifle was a change from the general. The pump, first, the, I'd know. say the first half, like the first, I don't know, half, third to a half of the album is pretty similar, and then they throw some curveballs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that song was good. I mean, there's a, uh, a very nice, uh, quiet section like which is why i said there was a good change because like it wasn't just a typical uh way they structure a song no um, i just think the title's funny because it's called bro dependent yeah it kind of reminds me of that blink 182 song the new one bohemian rhapsody, bohemian rhapsody. and yeah. lagway also has a b-side called um brodeo brodeo <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's also a super catchy song really yeah, yeah. um but anyway on to the next song which I believe is one of Steve's favorite songs ever in the entire world. Razor Burn. Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, Razor Burn is so good. This is, uh, this is the highlight of the album for me. This is this is, this is the fourth song that I recommended because I had to recommend this one. I mean, this song is hilarious. It's hilarious, but it's also like, it, it's a breakup song. Yeah, yeah. Through and through. It's about yeah. a guy who broke up with his girlfriend and grew a beard because he was sad. A, must, a mustache of shame. Well, it starts out as a mustache, then a beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, there's some some truth to it, but it's just, it's so funny. She found out I was lame, I grew a beard of shame. Yeah. (laughs) Um, On the night she left. She has a new man, I have a new mustache. There's a part where he's like, on the night she left me, facial hair grew miraculously. (laughs) I wish that would happen to me. (laughs) If if all you needed to grow a beard was to break up with someone, I'd break up with people left and right. (laughs) Just to grow a beard. 
<laughs> I wish so much that I had a beard. <laughs> if that were true, then I probably wouldn't have a beard. Well, <laughs> our genetics have some play also, but... Yes. Nah, that's, um, but this yeah. sounds great. This song's hilarious. What's what's your favorite part about it, though? The, uh... I would, I would call it a bridge. The bri- I'd say bridge, yeah. Yeah, they started singing, Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs> Come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. She has a new man, I have a new mustache. <laughs> this is so it's funny. Like, uh, when I saw Joey Cape live, I think I... No, no, I wanted to request this one, but I ended up screaming something else, and he still didn't play it. <laughs> but, oh, it's so funny. It's a great song. It's just, it, that, that, that bridge is just hilarious. It's just, the whole song it's is like, really good. It's just so good. So that's why I give it a 5 out of 5, mm-hmm. and why I would also recommend it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Live Wagon songs in general. Um, let me see here. Cause they're definitely a comedic band. They've got that yeah. element of, of humor. Humor. Yeah. Hugh Moore because you want more of it. And the uh, the last two songs, uh, track 13, <clears throat> Shaving Your Head, uh, I thought was good. I mean, I also gave it a 4 out of 5. That's one that I don't really remember it's much. It's not, yeah, same here, but I mean, it, but I wrote down it's good melody, good drums. I mean, just like the typical things that I've been saying about every single song, yeah. essentially. Um, track 14, Ride the Snake, oh, that's was... It's still very different also. Yeah, it's, it's Time very... Time to it's, ride the snake... Um, it was the one song that I debated about giving below a four. Fair enough. Because... Even if it's not good, it's different, it's like, at least. I feel like this song would have fit better in, like, the middle of the album. Like, I, I, I don't think it's a good album closer. No, it's definitely not. And that's... that a Razor Burn would have been a better closer. Yeah, like, that's... that. Like, I wrote down in- interesting choice for the last song in the album. Because, like, that's what you leave people with. It's, like, a song that sounds yeah. very, very different. I, I don't think it's a good closer. Not that it's bad, but just that it sounds... Like, it's just... Like, you get to the last song, and you're, like, uh, all pumped up from everything else that's been happening in the album. And then, like, it just kind of gets to this kind of slower song that's... Slower, weirder. Just kind of, like, weird, and the melody's kind of strange, and... Again, it's still a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I did notice is that this was the only song that used flange on it, the guitar effect. Flange. Oh, yeah, flange. It was the only song that used it. I and so, about that. And yeah. so, again, like at the, and at, for, at the for end of the album. For all of you who don't know flanges, right. it's this effect that kind of has like a phaser type, like. It sounds like it's like. Yeah, like so it that does that is, to yeah. the guitar. Like, is there any songs that you can think of, off, like real popular songs that have no. that? <sighs> listen to this song in yeah, the comments below like, to hear what flange sounds yeah. if, like. If you listen to that, you'll hear flange. It's not a very popular effect. You don't hear it. It really, on, it really isn't. I mean, no, like, I mean, it, it can work sometimes, but it's it's not really something you hear too often. Like, here, here's a better one. Uh, Blink-182 on the song Feeling This. The drums at the very beginning have a flange on them. True, yeah, they go like... Yeah, so if if you know the song Feeling This by Blink-182, think of the drums at the very, very beginning, yeah. and they have flange on them. It's not something you hear too terribly often, but for mm-hmm. some odd reason, they decided to put it on the... Yeah, and like... I mean, it, it, it fit that song pretty well for, on uh, Lagwagon's album. It actually kind of works on that song, because it's got uh-huh. a weird feel to it. Because, like, Snake, I yeah. assume, is like... yeah. But I mean, like, I still liked it, it's, but it's, it just didn't really fit at the end of the album. Not a good album closer, yeah. You know, come so, on, Blackwagon, why are you leaving us with that? Come on, now. why are you leaving us hanging? Ooh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, a reference to their most recent album, which is called uh, Hang, which is a great album. Yes, it is. Um. Anyway, 
So overall, I gave the album 4.5 out of 5. Um, just, a, I mean, a great album. If, you, if you've never listened to punk, if you kind of want a starting point to hear the type of drums, the type of guitar that's used, listen to Lagwagon's album Haas. From 1995, it's a solid listen, just a really great album. Um, so that's it, that's it for me and Haas. Um, so you gave Haas four and a half? Yeah, four and a half, yeah. And I gave Shoots to Narrow four. Did you? I think you were 3.75. No, I think I said, did I? 3.75? Either way, you just said four now. It's yeah. a great album. It's a great album, yes. <laughs> No, um, I think I I think I gave it four, and I said if it wasn't for Saint Simon, oh, yeah, it'd be yeah. three. If it wasn't for Saint Simon, it'd be like three and a half or something. No, like no, three. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, three. so so Saint Simon was the difference between a C and a B. Yes, <laughs> Saint Simon is literally that good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, both of these albums are a killer in my opinion. I think they're definitely worth your time. So if you haven't already listened to them, uh, go listen to them. Yeah. Uh, with an with an open mind too. I mean, like. Maybe you haven't listened to much indie, maybe you haven't listened to much punk, but just go into them with an open mind and expect anything. I mean, like, that's that's kind of what this podcast is about, too, because, like, I haven't listened to a lot of the albums that you suggest me. Same here? You, yeah, same thing. So, like, we got to go into these albums with an open mind and try and, uh, and try and, um, yeah, go into them with an open mind and really, like, Hearing listen. Hearing that we're not used to or that we're not exploring as often yeah and and listen to them critically like don't just listen to them and be like Bleh, don't like it even though i do that all the time <laughs> yeah, you... I'll, I'll listen to new stuff and like meh not my style yeah but then when i sit with something for a while it, it grows on me and i end up realizing that i'm an idiot yeah it was actually kind of like oh never mind I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a later podcast <laughs> yeah we'll talk later about that later because i don't know what you're talking about but sure <laughs> But I was yeah. just gonna. I was just gonna mention uh, Swellers light in, light into closed doors. Oh yeah, after the first kinda listen, kinda I was kind of like, I was like, where are the fast songs? Yeah. And then the second listen, I was like, these songs are great. And then by like the twentieth or twenty fifth listen, you're like, this, this whole is album best. is monumental. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But now that um, we've concluded the tunes portion, we've actually concluded the brews technically. But let's let's yeah, uh, re-examine our brews one more time just to kind of get a final yeah, yeah, verdict yeah. on our our beers. Because um, you finished yours, and I'm about to finish mine. Yeah, I finished mine. Um, I liked it. Uh, by the end, by the end, I, I changed my mind. I'd probably get it again. Yeah, I, I think I would actually get that because Depending, if it wasn't for that Belgian yeast flavor, yeah, your beer yeah, would yeah. not be good. Oh, yeah, you are definitely right. Oh, yeah. because like, just, just like imagine this in some type of form, like a, a wheat ale. It would be, it's closer to a cider without that yeast flavor. Yeah, Belgian exactly. Yeast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And for all um, of you who don't like know what the Belgian yeast flavor is, go check out anything from Omegong, and you'll know what we're talking about. It almost feels like, gosh, what does it feel like? If it, it feels like, if you've ever had sparkling cider, how it kind of like pops in your mouth, like you know, like the bubbles kind of like are really present in your yeah, mouth. Does that make sense? It's a light feel, but it's definitely bubbly. But it doesn't taste like that. But it's, oh, it's okay. like very light and airy. Oh yeah, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, I got that from the, from your beverage. Um. But yeah, without that, it would just taste like Blue Moon, <laughs> <laughs> which, isn't, which isn't that great. As far as my beer, the still unapologetic IPA, uh, the more I drank it, the warmer it got, I still had the exact same opinion about it. It okay. didn't really fluctuate at all. Still good. Oh, it's still very good. I would get it again. Um, well, 
That's for I I, t- I don't really tend to get beers more than once. Or you would you would get another IPA from Stone though. Oh yeah. If they released sure. the still still unapologetic. IPA, yeah, I, I would go for it then. Yes. Yeah. And I wouldn't like if someone handed me one of these, I wouldn't say no. That beer is gross because I think it's great. It's a very good beer. And yeah, I'd get it again if there were no other choices. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, but it's it's up there for me as far as uh, IPAs go. It's a, they did a very good job with it. It's a fantastic IPA. Well, I mean, in general, Stone beers are Stone IPAs usually, are always fantastic. Stone IPAs are usually up there. Yeah, but it's it's a good beer. I'd recommend it for all of you who like hoppy, uh, citrusy, bitter flavor. Yeah, definitely delicious. Um, and so as we always end the podcast, um, we're going to recommend the next album that we're going to listen to. So for you, I will recommend, oh, it's between, well, before I even recommend this, uh, our next podcast is going to be a little different because we're going to, um, review EPs. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, most of you probably know what these are, but in, in case any of you don't, an EP is simply an album with less songs. Usually, I don't know, twenty minutes. Uh, anywhere from four to seven songs. EP stands for extended play because it's longer than a single, but shorter than an LP, which is a long play. And LPs are usually which, which regular always, albums. Always confused me. Like yeah. extended play, long play, they both sound like they're long. Yeah. Like and, they're. And I think a lot of it has to do with uh, actual record yeah. size. Yeah. Which, since we listen to CDs, digital streaming, and all that stuff today, doesn't really matter as much. True. Uh, but we're going to be recommending EPs, so this, the albums we have are probably going to be about five to six songs. Yeah. Uh, so shorter songs, shorter albums. Shorter we're also going to have smaller beer. Yep, smaller beers. Instead so, of uh, having a large bomber like we did the past week and do. this week, yeah. we're going to have small cans. Yep. And so what what uh, EP will you recommend from me? I'm going to recommend um, an EP by uh, John Foreman, uh, the lead singer of Switchfoot. Um, he has done... Actually, eight EPs. Holy guacamole. Um, but he releases them in a set of four each. So the first four were, ba- were the titles were the four seasons. So spring, summer, fall, winter. Talk so about concepts, man. That's crazy. Exactly. And then the, uh, the second one was like based on 24 hours of the day. So like dawn, dusk, light, dark. Um, I, well, I can't remember those are the exact titles. But anyway, um, I'm going to be recommending for you uh, the fall EP. Okay. So, that's what you'll be listening to. And I'm going back and forth between two Real Friends EPs for you to listen to. And uh, my favorite Real Friends song is on this their first EP, but their second EP is way better as a whole, so I'm going to recommend the second EP. Okay. And that, song, that EP is called Put Yourself Back Together. Okay. And Real Friends um, is a kind of like a, a, a part of the new pop-punk movement, which I'd say kind of like the Wonder Years... Mm-hmm. Um, the story so far and Real Friends kind of fits into that thing Knuckle Puck those guys uh, what so, about uh, Neck Deep oh yeah Neck Deep's definitely in there State like Champs that. have you listened to State Champs uh, oh, maybe only once on. maybe I'll show you I, I don't even know if I'd recommend it uh, no I, I'd recommend them just not their second album because I haven't listened to it yeah <laughs> their first album's really good though okay but yeah I will recommend Put Yourself Back Together by Real Friends okay and I'm listening to Fall by Fall. Oh, John, John Foreman. Foreman, I'm sorry. The Fall EP by John Foreman. Yeah. Well, that is that is going to be it for Bruising Tunes. But um, there's one word that we use to conclude Bruising Tunes, and we actually use it to start Bruising Tunes, and 
we forgot it to start it off with this, so let's yeah. let's end it. We're gonna climb glasses right. and say the magic word, which is the magic phrase. Signing off. This is Stephen Johnston. This is Jesse Tice with Bruising Tunes. Peace. Goodbye.